It is November 28th, 1998, and Tropicalia by The Bexter is number 21 on the Billboard Modern Rock chart. Welcome to Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. I'm Quillen. I'm Trev. <laughs> I'm Al. And this is a podcast where we talk about every song that reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart in the 90s, beginning with Kurt Cobain's death in April 1994. Before digging into the 1998 number ones, we've decided to spend some time discussing non-number ones from this era that are worth highlighting. Today, we'll be talking about Tropicalia from Beck's sixth album, Mutations. When they dance in a reptile blaze, you wear a mask, an equatorial haze into the past, a colonial maze where there's no more confetti to throw. You wouldn't know what to say to yourself, love is a poverty you couldn't sell, misery waits in big hotels. Starting these episodes is hard. Uh, (laughs) Quill, this was your pick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Why Tropicalia? Yeah, uh, because it's a great song. I love it. Um, I I loved it as a kid. I just remember not being much of a Beckman um, myself, uh, and... This song kind of did it for me. Um, it didn't really sound like much else on alternative rock radio at the time. Um, it was a huge outlier. Um, and melodically, it is just very, very pleasant. Um, the kind of samba and tropicalia uh, sound to it was really, really appealing. Um, and yeah, it kind of happening around the fall. I think that was part of it too, of this like nice, bright kind of summery song, um, being ever present at that time, um, was just really, really nice. And, uh, Hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, trombone solo towards the end. Totally awesome. Uh, probably scratched my ska itch of the time and uh even though it's not a ska song by any means but you know hmm. and uh yeah I, yeah i don't know i just uh I, it's just a really really great song i think it is yeah i i like it a lot i don't remember really having super strong feelings about it at the time and i i think to give a little preview of where we're going i think one of the reasons why i have such warm feelings about this song is because i like this album quite a lot and i like the role that this song plays on the album but yeah it's um uh i guess specifically it, this is like this has a brazilian feel 
Um, I was looking up earlier trying to figure out what the I what did I what what was I googling earlier? Um, I had to Google Brazilian wubba wubba instrument, but uh, it turns out that the drum that makes sort of like monkey sounds is called a cuica or a um, monkey drum, and I like that. I like all the percussion on it. Um, curiously enough this is a uh nigel godrich production yeah um fresh off of fresh off of okay computer Mm -hmm. and his touch on this track is pretty subtle but there's definitely a psychedelic feel to it and there are some subtle sonic touches that are are kind of bizarre and um channeled through beck's sense of humor which I feel like you you can sense a lot in this song. Um, they all work really well together. I'm kind of thinking about some of the weird sounds that come in on the solo, and the, the there's just in general there's a nice like spaciousness in the production. That um, yeah, a cool song. Trav, yeah, this is think? um this was such a a trip in 1998 because. We didn't have access to the internet. We didn't have access to every song in the world. And I'd never heard uh, Gets Gilberto before. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, whoa, this is a real, this, this seems like something. This is such a distinctive song. Like it, it belongs somewhere (laughs) um, in a way that I didn't recognize. And uh, it felt very uh it felt very smart just because of its nature um <clears throat> but you know i i mean i guess it's a credit to beck that he was into that he had access to all of these different sort of like records when um they were not that accessible and mm-hmm. he was sort of utilizing them and uh, I think that's that's pretty cool. I, I, I do remember mm-hmm. liking this song a lot and thinking this was a great song, but it was still somewhat like obscured coming off of Odelay, which was this juggernaut. And the follow up was this weird sort of, you know, Brazilian uh, uh, pop song that um, mm-hmm. didn't seem to fit in anywhere and didn't have a tremendous push behind it, and so it was it was always very curious to hear um, this song and this album. And I wondered what it was. Um, I guess we'll talk about the album a little bit more later, but like it it felt like there was sort of a compromised push behind all of this so i think we can get into this now did you all see it's right on the wikipedia page that beck had made arrangements to release this album on an, an, a tiny little indie label called Bongload records he had made an arrangement with geffen mm-hmm. that he was like okay my follow-up is going to come out on this little indie record and i guess they were oh, they said okay and then when they heard the album they backed out of that agreement they released it and beck sued Oh, um, shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, I definitely feel like this is like, a, I don't know. I mean, just to put it in easy terms, this is sort of like a, a kid A type move to like follow up a really big successful album with something that's like 
I don't know, less commercially viable. Um, you, like like an amnesiac move? Maybe. I mean, like, yeah. honestly, like, that was the thing that it drew me to, where I was like, amnesiac, like, came out, and it was like, there was this muted push where it was like, this is this is happening, but we don't, re- this isn't really good. Like, you can have this, but hmm. it's like, it's not quite a B-Sides album, but it's not really, like, their best work. Just like, this is a leftover album. That's what it felt like. And, and this, it, I felt like Amnesiac felt the same way that Mutations felt. Uh-huh. Yeah, no music videos. Um, for any of the singles from this album, I don't remember there being that's a the real. A, that's the kid A comparison. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't remember any real push. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe nobody's fault but my own was on the radio a little bit, but I don't remember uh, hearing anything but yeah. Tropicalia from this. Yeah, uh, on on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to get back to the song before we get too deep into the album. Um. One thing that I thought I noticed, and I, I, I didn't end up feeling super confident about it, but um, I think this song is kind of like, there's a lot of things that are hard panned. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the guitar is 90% on one side and the bass is 90% on oh. the other side, um, which is just something that like, you know, you would hear on like a Beatles record, you know, in, yeah. in the 60s, right. but not something that you hear very frequently. And maybe it's just a little bit of a, I don't know. I think that anything that Nigel Godrich gets involved in, he takes it to his interest in 70s psychedelia in some form. And maybe that's just the the way that you can trace that here. <laughs> but um, that's that's interesting. Um, um, Bongload had done Mellow Gold, or at least oh, the vinyl okay. release, and the two great Elliot Smith albums, uh, XO and figure eight. Wow. Really? Um, okay. It, I figure don't know eight if wasn't on, uh, I, I think that was maybe wait. on Capitol, but like they put out yeah. the vinyl releases like oh. at the time. So I think it was like, maybe that was the arrangement. Uh huh. Hmm. And they both had connections to Pacific Northwest labels in their past two. Elliot Smith with Kill Rock Stars. Yeah. And Beck had released. Uh, so I was intrigued yes. by uh, what was the album that was released? It was recorded before Mellow Gold. One Foot in the Grave. Yes. yes. But released after the fact on K yes. Records out of mm-hmm. uh, Olympia, Washington. Yes. So, yeah, interesting uh, career, uh, early career from yeah. this guy. Um, I appreciated, Trev, that you said this song was smart. I always was conflicted because it it always sounded a bit silly to me. And I questioned why I would like something so silly sounding. Me in 1998 also listening to Real Big Fish and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Um, but it, it is sophisticated, too. Like, it is a, uh, yeah, a... Uh, just a a wild swing um maybe a little bit 90s. of a novelty song maybe i don't think so no no i mean it, it's like how many hmm. back uh, uh like um i don't know brazilian pop songs are there yeah i mean i think that beck is always mildly funny 
um, well, not on Sea Change um, or mm. whatever that album was oh, that gosh. he won a Grammy for. But yeah, well, or actually, this album that. won a Grammy for a Best Alternative Album, but the Album of the Year Grammy went to that uh, whatever that album was called, Sea Change Part Two. Um, morning uh, phase. Morning phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a. There's a lot of darkness in the lyrics, even though they're they're playful. This uh, this whole album has kind of morbid lyrics in a lot of ways. But um, you know, he says the the and the chorus is you wouldn't know what to say to yourself. Love is a poverty you couldn't sell. Misery waits in vague hotels to be evicted. Just like pretty. That's a pretty. Um, pretty representative mutations lyric um that uh I, I think all has this kind of like kind of funny downcast feeling that i find more appealing than the the super straightforward downcast vibes of something like um of uh uh Jesus of uh sea change um so yeah i think that there's the, uh, pretty much a consistent thing across this entire album is I think it's a little uh, gloomy in a way that is also kind of funny. It's like morbidly, morbidly funny. Wow. I'm, I'm surprised to hear you say that there's any humor in this album. It feels very sophisticated. It feels very stiff and like sea change, you know, it feels like a dry run for sea change, which was, a much better executed version of this album, I think. And I like, I think you're going to be surprised by my opinion. I think so too. (laughs) I think so too, because I just feel like this is, um, you know, one of the things I mentioned or I not mentioned, but I read that was mentioned about this album was that it was like, quote unquote, hammered out. They hammered out 14 songs in 14 days. Hmm. And I had read that after I'd listened to it. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, and my instinct was to think that they had actually like wrote, record and recorded and just like put everything together in 14 days because it feels so it's lacking. It's lacking everything. Like this, this album is just like, I, like what? I'm I'm looking for anything to grasp here, and so when Tropicalia it feels does so fresh and unlabored oh my as gosh. a result of that approach, it oh just has gosh. an airiness that is just the songs have so much breathing. When Tropicalia comes on, it's just like this explosion of like, oh my god, this is what I'm waiting for. Yes, like this, 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 like every aspect of it. I'm just like, like, uh, grasping for every bit of it. And then it like passes and then the next song happens and I'm like, Oh God, more, <laughs> more. Okay. More of this. I don't know. Like Quillen, what, what, um, I don't know for, are the we talking about talking, the album? Now? I think we are because like, what else? Uh, like the song is great. Well, I, I think we're all on the same page. Like the song is very my, cool. And like my final factoid is that Beck does not play any instrument other than vocals on this. song. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Quillen, why, why is that cool? I, uh, I don't know. I expect him to, to, to do way more than just fucking sing. <laughs> so this what is, is a failure say? because he didn't play. Is he, a ta- is he just a taskmaster? 
Yes. Singing over this bullshit. No, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I don't. <laughs> but I, I do think it's interesting to look at it in um, the perspective of like, he's coming off of Odelay, which was this juggernaut. This was this enormous um, album that had massive singles and it had many like singles multiple too. lives yeah. where it was like okay you got where it's at and you have this big push for it devil's haircut whatever and then like it would like take a it would like exhale and then like go again and it would be like all right here's another like huge yeah, jackass rush. new pollution yeah uh-huh. and it just seemed to last for like two or three years based on the momentum of that album and um it it was huge it was one of you know the the biggest albums of the 90s and then he follows it up with this little quaint sort of like album that he records in two weeks and just kind of cranks out and it seemed like kind of a um like the pendulum swinging back to just doing this like smaller album that felt a little more natural in, there's no like sampling and like all of the the work that went into to Odalay, which is like clearly a very like labored album. Like he put a lot of work into it, and this just seems to be like, well, let's get a band together, let's write some songs. Here, here it is. Let let's perform it. It doesn't have to be edited. It doesn't have to be like chopped and screwed and all that stuff. It's just this is it. So. Um, it is really refreshing in that way. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has that breezy, effortless. It, it, you know, yeah. Yeah. That feel of that whimsical charm. I guess I just wish yep. that the songs were good, but. Um... <laughs> Should we do another one then? Damn right. Let's go. town of disrespect the trains are wrecked the night is young i don't know cool and like this is your song like uh yeah like how like did did you did you have the album in mind when you proposed the song and if so like what what were your thoughts behind the album i i did in a way um i so um, I, I mean, I feel like, well, for, first off, like you said, Odalay had such a long shelf life. I feel like Tropicalia, there couldn't have been much time between like the final single, like the, the end of life for like the final single of um, Odalay, or maybe there was a soundtrack song or something after yeah, de- yeah, was uh, it dead weight right, was right, the, yeah. yeah which was like sounded like it would have fit in on Odalay. Mm-hmm. um and then i feel like there couldn't have been much time before tropicalia came out and um i was so excited about it as a kid and very interested in the album um i think my brother had it on cd and i was very excited about it and when i finally listened to it I fucking hated it. I hated the whole album. I thought it was so boring, just a major snooze fest. Listened to it once, never again. Now, I decided maybe I would like this album now. 
And that was part of why I chose Trepicalia. I, I was interested in rechecking the album. Very cool. And it rules. Like, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally shocked me by how much I, like, loved it. I, I listened to it twice, and I look forward to listening to it more. Now, it is not like... Um, it doesn't have like specific songs that stand out to me aside from Tropicalia, which is like clearly the, the outlier of the whole album, mm-hmm. um, which is obvi- obviously why I was so disappointed um, mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Um, but it just kind of generally gives me vibes of like some of the best songwriters and artists of the nineties. It gives me Radiohead vibes um some songs remind me of uh elliot smith um some songs remind me of i i had like a whole list of like who it sounds like well wait um, read it rufus wainwright in places um oh. pavement in places mm-hmm. some of the country songs remind me of like pavement style country it helps um, that uh the malkmus album mirror traffic was produced by beck and right. i think has some similar vibes right to this record yeah. um and then also like it, it, i get some john bryan um vibes mm-hmm. on some of it like so just kind of like all of that wrapped into one kind of general uh feeling throughout the whole album and it just really it really worked for me it sounds great i mean like nigel godrich you know collaborator and producer for Radiohead um, just really knocked it out of the park for me. And, and Sea Change, I know, Trev, you were saying that you thought Sea Change was kind of like the better version of this. I, I mean, I've only listened to Sea Change once or twice back in college, and I thought it was like incredibly boring and more, more boring than this. Um, I would love to, to go back to that. Um, and, and, and Mutations is making me want to go back and try Sea Change again. But yeah, I don't know. I just... Uh, just a nice breezy um mellow alternative album i don't know so that's a a long list of heavy hitters and i don't know what you're talking about so are there are do you, like are there songs with hooks on this album or are there just hints of like like they're just he's just like well i'm going to write here's a verse here's a chorus here's a bridge and it happens to stumble upon things that like vaguely feel like those artists or are there songs with great hooks on this album that i overlooked i don't i don't think it's a hooky album no yeah, i mean I don't has hooks i don't think that's the purpose i think it's an album <laughs> it's like so what is it's the an, purpose it's an album album like it's like it's an album that you listen to front to back you know, Tropicalia is like, uh, there are just, aren't, aren't there like just albums that are that way for you? I don't know. What, what, what's the appeal if there's not a, a melodic <laughs> hook or a rhythmic hook or uh, something interesting happening? Okay. Well, I haven't given my case. So before, before we get into Trav cross-examination, <laughs> let's, let's no, let yeah, yeah. the defense make their case. Uh, this is my Beck album. Um, it hasn't necessarily always, um, I did always like it better than Odile, and I recognize that I am a little bit of contrarian, um, 
Odelay sometimes was just like pointlessly noisy to me. And I also felt like sometimes the like, just like let's party kind of vibe of like the bottles in hand, bottles and cans, just clap your hands kind of thing. Like just didn't, that wasn't anything that I was ever enthusiastic about. Like just the idea of like, yeah, this song's for a party. Um, but, uh, I, I think probably for a lot of my life, if you asked me what the best Beck album was, I would have actually said Midnight Vultures. But um, as an adult, I come back to this album and I actually, even before you had announced this quill, I had just started like, this was just an album that like, I don't know, a long car ride or something like that, that I'd just be like, okay, well, I can't think of what to put on. So uh, I'm going to put on Mutations. And like it, just it's like a just a shoe that fits really well this is like this is like the sort of like beck's beggar's banquet it's like okay yeah it does have like a big single on it and then the rest is just like lived in it's mm-hmm. just like a cozy it's just like a good loafer or something like that it's it's largely country mm-hmm. um with like i don't know some like on on lazy flies it has some kind of like medieval flavors baked into it and nobody's fault but my own has that kind of like droney um kind of like i mean it's more than one chord but it has that one chord feel to it and then yeah there's just like straight country like canceled check and bottle of blues and stuff like that um that all just has this like lightly psychedelic touch to it and i know that i'm more of a lyrics person than other people but i i I mean the lyrics are so good they're all basically the same i mean there's not like it's all again it's kind of like morbidly funny i think my favorite lyric on it is from we live again when back asks when will children learn to let their wildernesses burn and that's like i mean it's like a heartbroken lyric but it's like it's also it's a it's a little bit funny to me um uh let's see lazy flies just some sample lyrics it's the same kind of nonsense phrasing that he would do in odelay but it's like downcast and i i just love it the the dust of opiates and syphilis patients on brochure vacations fear has a glare that traps you like searchlights the puritans stare their souls are fluorescent the skin of a robot vibrates with pleasure matrons and gigolos carouse in the parlor their hand grenade eyes invalid and blind it's like a lot of free association kind of stuff and it's you know it's a little bit one note but um it just uh it just has this like easy feel um any kind of like just lived in kind of country feel on a rock album is something i like a lot but like you add a little bit of that like psychedelic flourish and some of the darkness and some of the humor and uh Man, I I just really, really like it. I think that Cold Brains, the opening track on this album, is probably my favorite Beck song. No thoughts, no mind, too bad behind a trail of disasters. It's 
it's awesome. That's a great song. And yeah, I, I think it's just a great sounding and feeling album. Like I mm-hmm. just, when I listened to it, it just sounded great sonically. It felt really, I felt great listening to it. I want to revisit it. I want to keep listening to it. I don't need my albums to always have big hooks. Like that's not a thing. I mean, I love hooks, sure. But sometimes I just want like a semi-dense album to just like sit and just kind of like be consumed by it and just sit with it and this is that kind of album for me i'm also gonna push back against the tossed off thing because some of these songs i think had just been sitting around for years and years and he didn't have a, a something to do with them like uh like um Cold Brains, uh, Beck's on record is saying that that he wrote that song in like 1994 and it had intended to put it on one foot in the grave, but then he just didn't. And so, you know, he was like, just look, waiting for the right opportunity for it to fit in, I think, right on a record. Um, And I think that uh, Nobody's Fault But My Own might be similar. I think uh, that's a song that maybe he had written a, a while before. Yeah, I guess if I didn't elaborate earlier, it, I I think the 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 way I had read it was that it was like hammered out, like fourteen mm-hmm. songs were hammered out in fourteen days, which I had inferred initially to mean they were all just assembled that way, but mm-hmm. it really just meant that they were recorded. Fourteen songs were recorded in fourteen days, which you know is not really that crazy when you think about it especially if you have if you're prepared yeah you and know. you've got session guys yeah backing you up yeah or whatever. so yeah. Th- th- i don't necessarily know that that's the case there i just um i had a hard time grasping uh, a feel for it and um I-, I i hear what you're saying and i love the way you're both describing this and I love that type of album. I can't necessarily pinpoint a good example for myself mm-hmm. right now off the top of my head, but I know what you're talking about. And um, that that's cool. I, I um, wish that I felt that way about this album. Mm-hmm. You do feel this way about Sea Change? No, like you, I don't feel any. You, oh, okay. I, I feel the way about Sea Change that I feel about um, Sea Change is a Starbucks album. That's that's that is the <laughs> Starbucks album. That is when Starbucks got involved in music. Like, hey, you want a latte? Here's your Sea Change. I, I like Sea Change. I do too, but like, Genuinely, sophisticated uh-huh. Beck but, is not my thing. Like, sure, it it like I he's so dynamic and exciting throughout the mm-hmm. 90s on on mellow gold on odelay on one foot in the grave even in certain points even though it's kind of a folk album um and on midnight vultures he's just this like like explosive like artist and you know when he calms down and he does this this like folk thing like he can do it one of two ways. Like he did pay no mind on mellow gold. And that's probably, that's probably my favorite Beck song, but it's a folk song. 
and it it is uh, uh there's a little bit of violence to it and there's some some teeth mm-hmm. to it you know and um then he moves on to this and there's none of that and when he gets what is the song bottle of blues is that what it's called mm-hmm. that that's when he puts his fedora on for the first time and it it follows him for the rest of his career um you know it takes it off for midnight vultures but Sea Change has some great songs, but it also has, you know, it's also just like this, you know, very broad appealing album. And then everything after it's just sort of like toothless. I wonder what happened to him. What happened to him? He was so cool. and like down Scientology. And maybe, yeah, maybe. He had an ironic facade that created a lot of distance between him and his audience and I think at a certain point, he made a conscious effort to drop that. And it was fascinating for a moment with Sea Change to be like, oh, we're, we're actually hearing the we're hearing Beck Hansen communicate with us right now. But once that happened, you know, there was that moment of like intimate connection where we were like, holy shit, we're like, we're like actually hearing what Beck actually, we're actually like hearing Beck's personality and we're hearing that he's like a human being like us. But then of course, after, at that moment, the, the mystery is gone, you know, the, yes. Um, the, the, some of the fizzle is gone forever. Is that like, I think the uh, mutation is very much dance where he becomes like, I'm just a guy. And Maybe. then you can't go back yeah. and create characters. Yeah, he after has that. not been able to put the the the, the genie back in the lantern yeah. for sure. Yeah, but um, I I definitely think that mutations is uh, is is not toothless. I think is very much toothful. I think that mutations is uh is is sea change filtered through a like horror comedy. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I even think in Bottle of Blues, I just love the lyric. He's like a tired soldier with nothing to shoot. Like, like there are just these little couplets in there that I think are so, so great. To hear somebody singing like they're crying into their Bud Light in a bar and comparing themselves to a, a soldier who's sad because they have nothing to shoot. Like, that's that's like peak Beck to me. That's like a a morbidly funny thing. And to fit into the context of this album um that's i don't know that's that's mutations to me holding hands with an impotent dream in a brothel of fake energy put a nickel in a graveyard machine i get higher and lower i get higher and lower like a tired soldier with nothing to shoot Great. I don't want to talk you out of that. I want to understand it. <laughs> it's just uh, uh, I don't I don't get it right now. Maybe uh, yeah. uh, let's talk in 2042. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Uh... Other singles, Cold Brains, I mentioned I loved, that was released as a single. Can't imagine that really making it on the radio at all. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't find any numbers of, you know, or any, yeah. any chart numbers for that. Uh, Nobody's Fault But My Own was released in Japan mm-hmm. as a single. Um, 
That's the most straightforward preview of Sea Change that we get, I think. Um, and I, I like it a lot. I think Niall Godrich gets to do his, um, I don't know, very... Uh, it's kind of like the Paper Tiger um, string arrangement mm-hmm. that, um, that Nigel Godrich does on that. Yeah. It's good. Doesn't this album make sense as, like, Nigel Godrich's follow-up to OK Computer? I mean, it's also a step in, in the smaller direction. Yes. Mutations is from OK Computer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, definitely. His touch is, is relatively subtle. It just, makes, it just makes sense to me. Like, yeah, of yeah. course he would work with Beck well, next and do an album like this. Like, that totally makes sense to me do you mean it it might on, sound on like his... it like like uh there's some lingering effects from okay computer that might be on this album i think so yeah are do you have any examples i don't Off have any specific okay i don't have specific it examples. just kind of no. feels uh, that way and i subtle, think that like subtle ways probably well i think cold brains sounds like a song that could have been on okay computer to me hmm. um hmm. and uh no just like kind of uh yeah, just the like the mood and um yeah, Alec, you're right. It is a moved into a smaller direction, but um I think it just it, Travis was asking for an example, Lazy Flies has that kind of like provincial almost like medieval feel that mm-hmm. add, that has like like mellotron i, I don't know mm-hmm. something like mellotron some chimey keyboards that come in and do these kind of arpeggiated things that that feel uh a little like i don't know science fiction in the way that okay computer does mm. Um, and then I don't know if I don't know if Nell Godrich did anything in between, but I mean, it must have been pretty much right after this that he would have started working on Terror Twilight, mm. which I think a lot of people see as a mismatch. Um, but I think the things that he did best on Terror Twilight, you uh, th- those sound a lot like what stuff you'd hear on Tropicalia, like um, Folk Jam. Um, I think is a song on on Terror Twilight that really benefits from that godrich touch um but yeah a lot more of just like taking indie rock and adding just some light atmospheric touches you know that seems to be something that he did in between okay computer and and kid a Should we go to the charts? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, Modern Rock number one, we'll do an episode about, so I guess we can't really talk about it. I know we're itching to, <laughs> itching to discuss Fly Away by <laughs> Lenny Kravitz, but we'll, we'll hold off for now. Mainstream Rock number one, Turn the Page by Metallica. I got nothing. <laughs> Tumbleweeds. It's not a, it's not give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. That's for damn sure. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not Stanger. So yeah, don't, don't care. Wait, what did you mean by it's not give me fuel, give me fire? It's not awesome. (laughs) I just mean, it's not that, that song. 
You're right. Right? Okay. <laughs> Agreed. Pop, pop number one is Lately by Divine. Is this shit-eating John Waters, Divine? God. <laughs> Divine did have some songs. I don't know, but I would guess Surely not. not. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We didn't. Uh, we didn't do. Uh, I didn't. I don't our, know this song. I don't recognize. We didn't it do our homework necessarily no. for uh, for these hiatus eps. We, we've been hanging out on the beach. Yeah, uh, Divine <laughs> is. It looks like a three person, um, maybe R and B girl group. Did not listen. Man, the modern rock uh, chart has quite a lot of songs that we will definitely be talking about. Um, I see that there Ooh. is the song Day Sleeper by R.E.M. from the album Up. My, uh, my, my blood brother band uh, from the album that I hate. I hate Up and I hate really? Day Sleeper. Okay. I don't want to hear any of it. So this is the first thing after New Adventures in Hi-Fi? Yes, and after okay. uh, Bill Berry had left the band. And they became a three-piece. Um this is it's just it's uh such a slog to get through what a bummer of an album i know there it has its defenders and i i wish that i could be convinced but holy crap up is a turd huh but right after it acquiesce oasis yeah i don't remember hearing that on the radio but that's a good song it it's such a powerful chorus that it makes me think that i had heard it at some point in my life, even if I yeah. hadn't, I'm just like, oh, Oasis has a way song. of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's partly the skill and it's partly the derivativeness yeah. <laughs> that makes you feel like you've, you've surely heard it before. Yeah, I don't. There's nothing really that I want to draw attention to since we're probably going to be able to talk about most of this. Yeah, we probably app. are. I was going to mention you get what you give, but I guarantee we'll have plenty of time to talk about that song on yeah. future episodes. Hey, here's kind a of a crazy thing. I I know we yeah. can kind of move past this, but yeah, I just noticing this that they have uh, elderly woman behind the counter of a uh, small town. Is that what? Yeah, that is title? weird. Reentry at number thirty-five by Pearl Jam from Versus from nineteen ninety-three. Right. I wonder was why it in a did movie it reenter? Yeah. What happened? Um. So I know they had live on two legs. Uh, the live album around this time, like after Yield, and I wonder if it was maybe mm. related to that, but I I don't know. That would be my only guess. It's weird that a five-year-old Pearl Jam song would show back up on the charts. Um, I am seeing that the live version reached number 21 on Billboard Mainstream Rock Tracks and number 26 on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks in 1998. I'm willing to bet that that is a mistake that they say versus on the chart. Good. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. 
Um, I don't know. I'm surprised to see this, and so I'll say something about it because I don't know if it's going to stick around. Um, are you guys surprised to see Got You Where I Want You by The Flies at no. number seven? All the way up at, at number seven? No, no way. you're not? That was a you- mega jam. I I'm love no, I mean, that song. I liked it. I'm surprised to see that it was that successful. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised that it's that high. Oh, yeah. no, I thought yeah. it was. I mean, yeah. I guess I thought it was just like everybody like kind of quietly liked it. Um, But it was like everybody, you know, it, was yeah. like, it wasn't everybody's favorite song, but everybody liked it. Okay. I would just think if I mentioned that song to somebody casually now, they'd be like, no, I've never heard that song before. Huh. Let's uh, let's rate Tropicalia. Uh, Quillen, why don't you start uh, first? I will go first. Um, Tropicalia by Beck. I'm going to give it... For this song, Mimi, I'm a Beckman. <laughs> I've got three cold brains and two lazy flies for Tropicalia. Whoa. I'm giving it a five. Wow, okay. okay. I love it. Trev? Yeah, I feel um, pressure to give it a higher score. Don't. Go with your heart. Yeah. All right. I'll follow my heart and give it 3.5 loaded bongs. (laughs) Um, I will admit that my affection for this song is greater because of the album that it's on, but that's that's the fact, and that's the way it is. I'll give this 4.5 monkey drums. Ooh. I almost thought about giving monkey drums. I wasn't sure if that was yeah. uh, permissible. <laughs> I watched a YouTube video about how to play the Quika, and the guy called it a monkey drum, and he, he talked about how it sounds like a monkey. There's like a little little like rod that comes out of the inside of it and like you make the sound by rubbing that rod with a cloth. That makes sense cuz it's making kind of like a yeah, a sliding monkey noise, right? I, I yeah, sure. Well, we have a uh honorary Hall of Famer. Yeah. With Tropicalia. The, the numbers work out? Yeah. It got a 4.33. Cool. So it's in. I'm I'm cool with that. I think you cool a, with that, Trev? Sure. It's it's fine. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not angry at all about that. <laughs> you sound mad. I know. I, I should have phrased mad? that differently. It, no. You mad? <laughs> you I'm, mad, bro? I'm not, I'm not bar- mad, bro. Uh, it's, it's, it's totally fine. Like, that's, it's, a, it's a good song. It's a good song. Is Beck a Nirvana wannabe? No. No, he's like a Captain Beefheart wannabe. 
Tell me all your thoughts on Pod as part of the Offshelf family. Head to offshelf.net to sign up for their monthly zine. The best way for us to communicate with all of you is via our Facebook group. Tell me all your thoughts on Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. However, we still love receiving your emails at thoughtsonpod at gmail.com. You can listen along with our playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, or you can watch along on YouTube. And uh, next week, we're revisiting back a couple years later. We'll be talking about mixed business. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye.